Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... She's rich, I'm poor, we're trapped in a haunted jumbo jet. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) I was just saying to Matt before we started recording, this is possibly one of the best titles we've ever been given. That might Um, be one of my favourites, yeah. Yeah, so thank you, Reese Howell, for that title. Uh, you, you can you can put it got a little, us howling. Little imaginary trophy on on your on your bookshelf or whatever. It got us howling. because I'm being rude about someone's name. Yeah, <laughs> you see, do you get it? Do you get it? You can... Do you get it, Reese? You've never heard anything like that before. <laughs> I, I bet. Say, you can always assume they've never heard it before. <laughs> Sorry. Joining us for today's romantic comedy episode of the Life's a Bitch podcast, Dave Bulmer. Yes, I'm very happy to be here for our romantic episode. Are the things we talk about going to be romantic, or is it just we're going to have a romantic time? Oh, yeah. We've both. all got candles on, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've got, got candles, candles on. on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three on my head, one on each shoulder. <laughs> and one as a surprise for later. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite Led Zeppelin song, that. Candles on. <laughs> Candles on the Wind by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> Candles Not a song on. about Marilyn Monroe and Princess yeah. Diana at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Tolkien. It's and- it's about it's actually I think I think it was about a date between Princess Diana and Marilyn Monroe um, where they they, where they were were both wearing candles and it was the most romantic thing anyone had ever done with anyone else probably because they were on the on the seashore and it was very windy well yeah Elton really hit the nail on the head with the problem of having candles while you're in the wind and I imagine that they found it that time they don't last long that's the problem no no yeah it was... didn't even last for the first course that's, of that why, that's why they never stay together that pair you see they tried that yeah, one date and they're yeah, like oh this is really annoying they just keep oh let's call oh, let's not bother with this and they yeah. went home <laughs> and the world was robbed of the most romantic relationship there would ever have been yeah and, uh, it's, and it's purely the fault of poor Elton choice John. of location oh right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Elton John did it yeah, he, was, he broke him up. Yeah, because he was jumping around in the background making irritating noises. And they're like, oh, oh this isn't working for us. And the he's, candles he's, have gone out. All right, so uh, Reese Howell um, gave us the title She's Rich, I'm Poor, We're Trapped in a Haunted Jumbo Jet uh, on Twitter. So thank you, Reese, for that title. We're doing rom coms this week. It's uh, it might be one of I think Dave you've you've joined us for quite a few rom com episodes. Have I? Mm. Oh. Well, I still haven't watched any rom coms, so I'm no more educated on it <laughs> than I was last time we did one. Well, I, I distinctly remember an episode where we pitched Joe Pasquale and Ryan Gosling sure. having a having a relationship. Yeah, candle in the wind. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was it was candle in the wind. <laughs> I've watched that new Little Women. That's got a romance in it. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny bits. I would. Class that as a romantic comedy. I mean, it does it does play along with the tropes of romantic comedy. Actually, there you go the, uh, the the mad dash to the yeah public transport hub. Well, and it does it very knowingly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. So I've now I've so I've had 
a, a quick flash education in the tropes of the romantic well novel of centuries ago but also kind of yeah. rom-com. <laughs> well shall we get on with some honorable rom-com mentions oof <laughs> not even, yeah. not even rummerable conventions. <laughs> exactly, rummerable Rum- conventions. <laughs> rummerable conventions. Yeah, yeah. So this is the part of the show where we just pitch some more movies based on titles people have given us on Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon uh, as well. You can, uh, you can think of uh, this part of the show as the first forty-nine dates uh, before the fiftieth first date. <laughs> In that Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, we're going to do forty-nine of them this episode. We better, we better crack on. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been given given an absolute ton this week, oh. so thank you to everyone who's given us uh, titles. But wow, unfortunately, have you we can only them do down so many on paper with your hand. Yeah, I always do that. I never noticed before. Why did you do that? I just right. call them up on the, yeah. a document somewhere. <laughs> Oh wow! Paper. Oh, you've got like a little book of. You could publish that. A little book of titles. I, I I would if it wasn't filled with <laughs> filled with other notes, right? <laughs> with your <laughs> sexual <laughs> fantasies and things. And it and it uh, it also says uh, wait. It also says uh, proud to be Plusnet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Plusnet did well for me for the few years I was on it, them, and then it all fell down yeah. a hole, and I switched. Wait, I might be on Plusnet now. I don't even know who I'm on now. It might be Plusnet. <laughs> Lights of Pitch Podcast, Dave. That's it. <laughs> yes. Am I on Plusnet? I think I'm, um, on Plus, I'm on Plusnet now. So evidently, I'm proud yeah. to be Plusnet, or I've done something about it. <laughs> so, from fingers to hand, we've got Go Speed Data Go. <laughs> Pipex. I was thinking because of. I enjoy the film Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is that a reference to? Is that an oblique reference to Speed Racer? Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so go, 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 Speed Data. And unfortunately, so that's, that's I can't only... remember anything else about Speed Racer. So this is going to be. <laughs> so that's only a not an honourable mention. Sorry, that's only not a yes, very clever award because you like the film Speed Racer, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> it was somewhere we could go with it, really. Yeah. Um, cool. I think this is set in a world of superheroes and there's like a very Z-list superhero called the Speed Data. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Who uh who just just as just attends speed dating uh speed dating meetups. I don't know. Do they still exist? Speed I don't I'm know. asking the wrong people here. Yeah, I mean, I? yeah. Do not know. Uh, so I think like they very much they, they, I think we should have like a, a weird like not stranger than fiction, but there's a kind of um, there's a way this works. The super the superhero works where they get told their superhero name before they discover their powers. <laughs> it's How like, did they ever like, figure out what their powers were? <laughs> it's like well, they they have to go via their name. So it's like they get they get like given their name that some oracle or other a superhero uh, like sees that this person is special in their magic ball. Uh, their magic crystal ball, um, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be crystal; it could be any kind of ball. Okay, cool, um, good. Football. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 uh, the Oracle goalie. Is um, is this is this uh, this superhero who says, "All right, well, you're gonna be uh, flying, man. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, I'm getting another one. Flying I'm getting man, another please. one. The next one's going like, oh, I like the sound of flying, man. What's, what am I going to be? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> a puddle of mud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're. Oh, no. Oh, I'm getting another one. Somewhere, somewhere out there. And he gives him an address because he can do that. He says, The Shaftsbury Cucumber Thief. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what, what a superhero name. Uh, what a superhero name. Yeah. And the people in Shaftsbury, the greengrocers in Shaftsbury, are like, You know who this is. You know where these have gone, don't you? I've got no cucumbers again. I'll tell you who that was. It was the Shaftesbury cucumber thief, and then just the cucumber thief who's never stolen a cucumber. He's like, it's not. You can. And meanwhile, just the thief is like, thinking off with a load of cucumbers. That's 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 his that's his arch nemesis, the actual Shaftesbury cucumber thief. That's his name, the actual Shaftesbury cucumber thief. <laughs> and then meanwhile Shaftesbury Cucumber Thief has never stopped because he heard the name and he's like well I'm not I'm going to battle against that nominative determinism I'm going to go straight from this day forth even though I already was I am never going to steal a cucumber ever he steals everything else never gets caught yeah it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't dictate your actions it only dictates your powers he walks out so of, he would he, be good at stealing cucumbers yeah. he walks out of a shop with like a, an obvious piano under his coat right and then the shopkeeper comes out and goes hey wait a minute Oh, I know you. You're the Shaftesbury cucumber thief. Oh, that's what I was just getting mixed up. I thought you'd nicked a piano, but you're the you're the Shaftesbury cucumber thief. Off you go. <laughs> but the actual and he Shaftesbury uses cucumber that thief. to uh, to to create a wily e. coyote esque trap for the actual Shaftesbury <laughs> cucumber thief. He steals he steals a pot of paint and paints a tunnel on the wall. So the speed data hears, oh, yeah. hears that he's called. <laughs> he's, he hears from the Oracle goalie, um, who's never he's never let in a shot. By the way, he he makes all his <laughs> predictions in the middle of football matches, um, and he's never let in a shot because he can see the see where it's going to go. Um, uh, the um, the speed data is like that's rubbish. Does that mean I'm going to be al- alone forever? You know, am I am I going to be Am I am I going to be constantly g- going on speed dates? And you know he goes on to speed date, oh, yeah, to speed dating events. Because the name of speed data implies that he'd be good at speed dating. But if you're good at it, you stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he can't. He's be. just no. He's just really fast at it. He must be the right? worst so just, at it. Yeah. That's he and just, that's the it's worst. It's a paradox. If you're Excelsior. If you're the because speed dates go on for a certain amount of time and then everyone moves yeah. around. That's how they work. So if you're the fastest speed data, it means you're the worst speed data, and everyone <laughs> you're speed dating nopes out really quickly. It's <laughs> prepared to just hang around and not nope. talk to anyone until the cycle goes round. He just gives nope, his life story out, really, guys. really fast at the start of the, <laughs> the speed date, and then they're like, "All right, what else is there to talk about? Nothing." I figured, I figured this one out, All guys. Right. In that sixty seconds you get on speed dating that gives the other person at the other side of the table a a a seemingly long lasting fulfilling relationship to the end (laughs) of that relationship yep oh so they what so they think that they like they come away with the the inner light memory of having been on this 
lifelong relationship and then they stand up and it's like <gasps> and they're back to their past yeah wow you know it, it, every time he goes speed dating every person he meets it's like the opening 10 minutes of up so so from his perspective oh from his perspective he's meeting people uh, and then immediately he's standing in front of his ex yeah well that's if he feels it does he feel the relationship or just them uh, he feels it, like it, it to him it's like you know one of those immortal characters who have watched people die yeah. who, who they've grown to love yeah. like over time like uh, because obviously they live forever yeah. and they've they've had relationships with people that have died and stuff it's it's like that it's, it's quite a tragic yeah. story really so but, what, uh, what's the strife here if 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 he knows his if he knows his uh, power and and that's like his power then what what's what's the story i think what the story is is that we get we get the speed data also we get the cucumber guy loads of other people all these different people that the oracle has <laughs> yeah. named and it turns out at the end that what the oracle actually was doing is that they don't have any power at all they're just making suggestions to people based on what they think would improve their lives to go and do so this guy mm. the the oracle thought was lonely so they're like i you're the speed data and it was because that guy had never he was like he wouldn't try speed dating he was against it so he's like you're the speed data you've got a power of it as it happens that one guy did have a superpower and it did happen to tie in well with speed dating but it wasn't because the oracle <laughs> bestowed it on him that was just something the oracle did to improve his life by getting him in a relationship Meanwhile, the cucumber guy just didn't have enough cucumbers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so I, I think like he spends a load of time uh, speed dating, and then um, it turns out that like someone is 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 kidnapping people from speed dates, right? Ooh. And of course, oh. and and of course, the speed dating circuit is not an open, not a completely open one. People stay on speed dating circuits. You can go to another speed dating event in the same city and, and meet the same person, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think there are exclusive speed dating groups. That'd be really weird. <laughs> he, so like, I think he, um, he now has an emotional attachment to all these people. Yeah. This, th whoever's stolen, whoever's, whoever's kidnapped all these people, he now ha they've they've now like it's like taken except for like all your like everyone he's ever cared about and they're uh, all because he's lived lives on, with all these people and they're all on speed um, dating uh, places so they're not taken. It's yes. We've <laughs> 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 all been kidnapped by the Shaftesbury cucumber thief, <laughs> known for stealing everything but cucumbers. <laughs> He, um, uh, I think to, to solve this, he, um, he, like, you know, he starts trying to be, uh, like, roll with superhero groups, but, you know, they're, they're too busy for him, um, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so, like, he has to eventually accept that he's gonna have, gonna do the legwork himself, uh, and it turns out it's not just speed dating that he's good at, it's also speed data. Oh, he's, like at the end of Bad Influence. Never mind. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <Never mind>. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's really good at scrolling through information yeah. and eventually uh, hones down their like common clues between the various kidnappings and finds that it actually is the actual Shaftesbury cucumber thief. <laughs> Yeah. Who got bored? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, got, just he, doesn't like, he doesn't even like cucumbers. 
You know, actually, that's oh. it. Yeah, it wasn't even the actual Shafri uh, Kugama thief. It was the other guy. You know, the one who said he was going to go straight, and, and he was just like, he was just like, no, I'm going to do something else, something more grand. I'm going to kidnap, <laughs> kidnap loads of people from speed dating uh, circuits. But what Good if Lord. he's what if he's kidnapping them, like? Like somebody with the the first letter of their surname is C or whatever. He's making the word cucumber by the people he kidnaps. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll technically be, you'll yeah. technically be right, Oracle Man. Yeah, and I can't decide if it's yeah. that he's doing that if he's being like, aha, technically you're right, or if he's completely unaware of it and it turns out, oh, I was the cucumber <laughs> thief all along. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, and that's actually how he gets tracked down by the speed data. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait Snowy. a minute, see you. I know who this is. It's like, oh, and the <laughs> so person, and the person who helps him to track the the cucumber thief down is that green grocer who comes in and is like, oh, I know who this is. <laughs> The greengrocer, who's actually a butcher, <laughs> given the name the greengrocer. All these, all these people who, who moved from Shaftesbury to the city. It's a fucking weird town, Shaftesbury. Well, the Oracle just lives in Shaftesbury. That's where it's going on. Yeah, where's Shaftesbury? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just made it up. I don't know. I actually don't know okay. if it's a real place. Oh, it looks really nice. Oh, I've looked at a picture of Shaftesbury. It's lovely. In in the corner of one oh, photo, yeah. do you see a man skulking around a corner with a giant cucumber under his arm? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. What a nice. Of course, everyone knows the Shaftesbury cucumber. Yeah. So that was Go Speed Day to Go. Thank you, Fingers to Hand, for that title. So from my waste of talent, we've got Angry Puddle. <laughs> it's a rom com. It's a rom com. <laughs> Angry Puddle. Okay. So. <laughs> So, there's an angry puddle. Well, I, I, this could easily be like people take out their anger on puddles, right? <laughs> like, right, so there's a puddle that you go to when you're angry. It's like having a naughty <gasps> step. Oh, I've, so I've got, got you, you know, in, in You know in rom-coms at the lowest point yeah. where the either the romantic interest or, or, or the lead is having the worst day they just got dumped by the romantic interest or something and they're at a bus stop waiting for the bus and a car drives by and they get splashed with the water yeah and uh, it's the story of that but no one so- ever no one ever <laughs> wants to know the story of that puddle <laughs> Everyone always asks why the puddle is there, but no one ever asks how the puddle is. So, um, <laughs> is this, so this then is a spin-off from last time that I was on this show, and we did one where the the puddle, the bus drives through the puddle, and it splashed that guy's paintings that he'd done with his cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> so well, this sh- then, but like the camera pans over to something else. We have to find <laughs> out the puddle's story. So we, we we basically pull into a film. It can and it can be any rom com basically. But we'll we'll use that as an example. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, film, no. You start this in arrest. a really famous rom com. You want to get the foot to get the rights to it. Start this in a famous rom com. Yeah. We want to make this. We want to make this um, so recognizable as a <laughs> yeah. rom com scene, right? <laughs> oh my god. Um, and oh we start god. it in media res. So I've... like we 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 start this film at night. The, they're crying. It's raining. The cars going past. 
Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> right, this film starts with like Hugh Grant or whatever. We hear him on the phone, just like, but, but darling, I, I, I. Oh no, I, I've really, I've really messed up, haven't I? Oh, oh god, oh god. And then just like piano music, uh, as he's just sort of facing his lowest point. I think it's like Notting Hill or something. And it's just a clip from Notting Hill. I don't think he ever gets hit by a puddle in in Notting Hill, but we can we can put it in this montage, and he <laughs> just gets splashed, and then and then it freeze frames and it goes. You're probably <laughs> wondering how I got here, and it's it's Willem Dafoe, and then the camera pans down to this puddle. And goes, well, I used to be a few little drops of H2O in the ocean. And then suddenly, rays of UV light came down from the sun and, and heated me mud. up so I evaporated and formed a cloud. <laughs> and then the prevailing winds took me over, <laughs> over the land and and once I once I entered an area of high pressure, I let go of of the of the mist and formed rain droplets that fell in that fell down onto the road and then I trickled down into the basin just by this bus stop where Hugh Grant is for is that uh, was stood regretting his life's decisions in this previous movie where i it's, got it's a Willem bit Defoe describing muddy. the water cycle yes yeah. it's a kids movie in which he uh, which uh, which i don't think we ever really got out of in geography uh, we were doing the water cycle for yeah it was years just, just the water cycle yeah <laughs> i know i certainly never learned anything else no <laughs> um that's all i know the water cycle yeah um, the water cycle uh, but here I am. I've got a job. I'm a functioning member of society. So maybe all you need to know is uh, is the water, water cycle. Works. Yeah. 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 And uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's good that you happen to get a job as a puddle. <laughs> it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not everyone I, uh, can fall back on their qualifications like that, you know. Hi, yeah. I'm uh, I'm the, I'm a puddle. I I <laughs> enjoy uh, lying around. Um, uh, flowing from place to place slightly, but not not enough to to constitute not, not as a really stream, <laughs> and uh, splashing people when uh, when a bus goes over me. Mostly narrative narrative so far in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think um, what's going to happen at that point is um, like. He th- this it, this monologue is overheard by a, a puddle on the other side of the road. <laughs> it was like, why are you going on about that? What are you talking to yourself for? <laughs> I I am in need of romance. <laughs> yeah, and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, no, now yeah. come over here and kiss me. No, it, it's like it's like shut up, you big idiot, and it's um. Uh, I want to say uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, shut up, you big idiot! We're trying. Tr- I love how you did the impression and then tried to brainstorm between you who it was an impression of <laughs> after the fact. I don't know who Woody Harrelson <laughs> is, so I'm just sort of going with it. Um, <laughs> shut up! 
I'm trying to lay around here in the gutter. Come um, over here and make me Woody Harrelson's puddle. I can. <laughs> I'm a puddle. Woody Harrelson apostrophe s puddle. What did Woody Harrelson do to create this puddle? Is this two different puddles of piss falling I, I'm in love? I'm Willem Dafoe's puddle. After a like drunken night out <laughs> on the street, and then meanwhile, there's a third puddle over to one side. <laughs> And who's this? Hello, I'm Roger Allen's puddle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Woody Harrelson's puddle's like, keep it down, you big idiot. Um, and and Will Defoe's like, I'm just trying to to narrate my life as a as a sentient being. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, nobody needs to hear it. Shut up. Um, and uh, yeah. he's like, why the, yeah. you, why, the, the why Willem Dafoe puddle. The Willem Dafoe puddle has somehow got into his head that that's what defines sentient life. Like yeah. he's only seen the start of things where they, there is an opening narration. That's it. So, <laughs> well, that's all he's ever. That's the only interaction with like human media that he's ever had. So he reckons that he, you have he got- to narrate your life. He accidentally got a page of Great Expectations dropped into him once. <laughs> well, he's just having a Descartian moment. He hasn't really communicated yeah. with anyone before, so he's yeah. sort of he's sort of like going like, "Well, what am I, and how? What can I extrapolate from that?" And then Woody's going, "Shut up!" Yeah. Imagine if your first your first communication with another sentient <laughs> being, the response that comes back is, "Shut up!" We get like the NASA gets a. <laughs> A communication beam down. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> uh, oh, I want there to be a film like Contact. Yeah. Which, like Jodie Foster. They spend the whole film trying to of... translate it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole film. Oh, you put, the, oh, you put these weird things it. together and they form a 3D image. It's like a magic eye. Oh, oh. It says shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 it's just got a picture of a face with a zip over the mouth. <laughs> so, so and like uh, three eyes on stalks, but it's got a normal human mouth with a zip. So basically, Willem Dafoe goes, uh, well, why don't you come over here and say that? And, uh, and Woody Harrelson's like, I can, I'm a puddle. Uh, and they spend the next... Uh, 20 minutes trying to contrive a way to get the it's you know normally yeah. when a, when a, when a lorry goes through a puddle it splashes out yeah. o- out of the road right That's they're trying the to contrive for, yeah. a way to get splashed towards each other yeah they're trying to oh. they're, they're trying to attract lorries <laughs> yeah. yeah they're trying to attract, attract lorries to try and make them go off the road so that the lorry splashes them like inwards towards yeah. the center of the road well no wait that's their first plan but that's that's silly but eventually they figure out that if, if all they need is for a lorry to just go along the road normally and them both to be splashed outside of the road and then they can mingle and become one puddle, which is their version oh. of fighting. Yeah, but but they they think they're gonna be fighting, right? Yes. They're like I'm gonna all the way through it's smack talk, right? Yes. Smack talk, and they're just like, but actually, I'm gonna, when we eventually they mingle and they realize that they're just one being now. Yeah, and it's like the puddle version of love. So yeah. they thought they were going to have a big fight, but actually their souls have merged and they're in love. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's puddle sex, is what it is. It's uh, well, it's, you didn't have to uh, bring the tone down, Thomas. Yeah, it's neck, Tom. Oh, it is. 
I just want I just want to I just want to say what everyone's thinking, and that is uh, puddle sex. Puddle sex. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking middle sex, but uh, yeah. well, can we set the film in puddle sex? <laughs> <laughs> That's where this road is. Yeah. The road We've got Sir John from Puddle Sex on the line. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> There's something about the fact that that like I don't know whether it's just like if you heard Middlesex out of context you would be like that would be just as funny but like there's something about Puddlesex as a as a standalone that I just yeah it's just yeah. funnier. Well, because right. it starts off being a kind of aspirational, cozy little English town like Puddleby <laughs> in uh, yeah in Doctor Doolittle, and then it just takes a swerve halfway through. <laughs> Puddlington. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That was Angry Puddle. Thanks, Waste of Talent, for uh, for that uh, wild card title there. <laughs> uh, we, from My Waste of Talent, we always get the, uh, the, the the outliers, the ones that aren't really aren't really genre based, but I, I quite like them anyway because it's a, it's a challenge. He plows his own furrow, does that one? It's, uh, it's a good time. So uh, those are all our honourable mentions. Thank you to everyone who's given us titles this week. Um, we've got an absolute ton of responses so uh thank you uh thank you to everyone it was it was a lot of fun reading through those uh through those all and just having a having a good old laugh reading through them um but uh yeah if uh, if if you've not not read yours out this week uh keep on trying <laughs> fear not fear not we'll get to it eventually yes Yes, so uh, remember you can give us titles any time of the week. Uh, we put a post out on Fridays around that time uh, for the genre each week on uh, facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast and Twitter at Life's a Pitch Show as well. So now we move on to our final major pitch. The title given to us by Reese Howell and that's She's Rich, I'm Poor, We're Trapped on a Haunted Jumbo Jet. <laughs> okay, this is Brie Larson and Anna Kendrick are going to be the main stars here. Cool, cool, cool. Which one's rich? Which one's poor? Um, Anna Kendrick's rich. Brie Larson is poor. Cool. Brie, Brie Larson is kind of um, um, Brie Larson's kind of uh, white trash sort of trailer park sort of uh, upbringing, you know. Yeah. Um, and Anna Kendrick is a is is going to law school. Okay, they're they're both flying to law school. I think, yeah, I think no, they're both flying to court, <laughs> but for different reasons. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay. There's, so they, there's like uh, a case big enough that like Brie Larson might not even have, have been um, be like a criminal or anything, but she's been implicated no. in a, in a, in a uh, She's, in she's a case. testifying against some Walter White kind of character. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. A a mysterious drug dealer and crime lord uh, that yeah. is known only to the to the majority of people as the Big Cheese, the Wizard. Ah, oh. ah, oh, why is it the Big Cheese? Because we've got to introduce a supernatural element early, Tom. Oh, of course, yeah, of, of course. I forgot the jumbo jet was haunted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was yeah. I was wondering why we had to introduce a supernatural element. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's haunted. Sure, and that means wizards. (laughs) (laughs) 
Of course it does. Of Listen, I, I was I was trying. Can we, we can call him the ghost if you want, but I just feel like the big cheese. Well, that's nothing to do with haunting. Yeah. At least wizards can like summon ghosts. Well, then shouldn't it be the phantom? The phantom, yeah. Oh, the phantom. That the sounds phantom. like love it. That's both a drug dealer name and a ghosty name. Yes, oh. I like that very much. The Phantom the is fa- the mysterious. Because he a Phantom is someone who keeps himself hidden, which mm. is what a drug lord would do. <laughs> and then it turns out it's just a big ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so that, this is, this is going to be the thing, right? Like, they're going to get on there. And I think Anna Kendrick's going to be very... Um, uh, firstly, she's going to she's an assistant to uh, a lawyer involved in the case, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably involved in the defense case so at first as they get talking because they're sat next to each other on this on this plane they realize that they are in the same case and therefore shouldn't be talking oh yeah right so then they they uh, and but uh, anna kendrick's quite like she's very kind of um she's from um what do they call it uh, upstate new york she's very kind of yeah uh, she's she's very Fraserish, Fraserish, Fraserish. Um, <laughs> she's very kind of like you know snooty and yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know um, and she. Well, very, I think I would, very American upper class. I think I would describe that as Fraserish, Fraserish, <laughs> Fraserish, Frasieresque. Frasieresque. So Frasieresque. Uh, <laughs> So she's um, basically making kind of a couple of snide remarks about like not it's it's not she's not being mean but no, she no. she like deliberately downplays the importance of Brie Larson to the Brie Larson's testimony. Mm. You know, like mm. oh they're probably wasting your time then because <laughs> because uh, no one can bring down uh, like no one can bring down my employer the 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 lawyer of of the Phantom. Yeah, My lawyer employer. <laughs> <laughs> Brie Larson's uh, furious and actually like pushes uh, Anna Kendrick out of the seat. <laughs> out of the yeah. plane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> out of the plane. <laughs> Shut Somehow, up. Miraculously, <laughs> Anna Kendrick turns up again. <laughs> so um the uh like they well, they, they they come to sort of like a, a kind of uh, an angry standoff the two of them you know with Brie Larson trying to get um, Anna Kendrick uh, moved out of this seat because she doesn't want to sit next to this person uh, but the flight attendant's doing nothing and <laughs> I love I love the flight attendants like uh, egging this on almost <laughs> like not wanting to like because their job surely is to sort of make everyone feel safe and comfortable while they're flying sort of forty thousand feet up in the air. No, this flight attendant is like I kind I kind of want to see Tom, where this fight goes. They've got their own shit on because yeah. all of their their all of their equipment for making tea and 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 all the safety yeah. equipment and all that stuff it's all on the fritz. Yeah, they oh, can't yeah. understand it's... it. So yeah. they've got bigger problems than these two idiots shouting at yeah. each other. So, like, just as their angry confrontation comes to a head, all the lights go out. Oh, and it's just them on the plane. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. When they when they so, come back so... on, it's just the, the, the it's just those two of them. Oh. 
So Harvey Firestein, the flight attendant, <laughs> came on and said, and said, I've got bigger fish to fry than having you two fight, so would you just calm down? Uh, and then pitch black, lights come back on, it's just Brie Larson and, and Anna Kendrick on the plane. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, and is that including the pilot or not? Uh, the pilot has also gone, but the plane is still flying. Oh, is it flying because of a ghost? um i think i think uh as part of this thing um the reason well not the reason but like uh just as the lights went out they were grabbing onto each other right they were about to come to like physical blows and that's when the lights went out and i just want to like that's gonna be there because i think what was supposed to happen was that brie larson was supposed to be abducted from this plane right? right the person who's assisting the defense lawyer isn't supposed to have disappeared but now she Anna Kendrick is is stuck here in the in this haunted version of the plane with Brie Larson because they were touching and that that's what when that happened oh. when that spell was cast um you know um <laughs> by the wizard um <laughs> by the, the phantom by the phantom yeah um when when that happened you know they now Anna Kendrick's in this accidentally Brie Larson is you know quote unquote the the target of this of this uh intervention mm. um and i think they start to figure that out right they they pull up the because they're looking for there's no one in the cockpit but uh, but all the controls are like locked they can't do anything with them um they have to work together of course to knock down the door into the cockpit because it's very uh very reinforced and stuff or actually maybe they can't get through it maybe they've got to go into the hold and then come up through the floor or whatever to try and explore this explore this plane to, f- yeah, to but, find out who's in the cockpit but the problem is that the hold is haunted yes. it's really spooky down the whole there haunted. yeah but the, but the hold is like really spooky because it's like a haunted basement for a plane <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's the darkest part of the plane yeah. it's, it's got a load of got a load of shapes in there because all the bags have been thrown <laughs> yeah, in they were taking because of course the, the 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 majority of the whole of this plane is taken up by just shapes they were on their way to supply um uh, an episode of play days yeah so the, um, yeah because that's it the people who were on this plane their luggage is is shapes they were mostly bringing shapes <laughs> i think that's what like that's part of like maybe that's what's going on here like not maybe that's what <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the passengers were abstract mathematical concepts <laughs> so all, all their luggage was just shaped well they are now right that's part of the haunting is that yeah. like, everything starts to break down and feel a bit weird yeah. and mm. there's like um, there's what things that look almost like cars but not quite it like strung up in the uh, <laughs> in, in, in the holes and like there's just a very strange they go in it's like a jungle of junk um, and suitcases and, and, and various bits and bobs Mm. How are we displaying that this thing... What's the first haunted thing that's going to happen, though? Um, okay, when the lights come back on, they're like candles in cups attached to the walls. Okay, yeah. Where, ah. where, the, where, the, where, the, um, where the lights should be. Yeah, and now there's... Where, where the oxygen masks are. And, so that they all drop down 
from from the ceiling like uh, oxygen masks, but it's candles in cups. <laughs> candles in cups. Candles in cups being held by uh, actual hands sticking out the walls, right. like in Phantom of the No, Earth. those are those are sticking out the walls. What falls down from the oxygen mask area is just spiders. <laughs> Big spiders on threads, but not like not like real ones. Just ones that are like a circle with some legs sticking out. Yeah, I think I think it's even like when they open that 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 hatch to get the the oxygen out because they're worried that there's they're going to run out of oxygen yeah. right um mm. they they oh they pry open the hatch and yeah load of spiders loads of cobwebs and stuff yeah and but also a face of a person <laughs> who's been stuffed into like the overhead luggage compartment oh uh, sort of yeah Whoa. right and the, the face like you know screams or whatever it does to make people jump in the cinema and then yeah. um you know like uh they cower and then they look back and it's gone. You know that it's just the normal, the normal. Um, so, uh, so Anna mask. Kendrick falls back in shock into Brie Larson's arms. Yeah. and there's a moment, oh. and and the audience laugh because it's a romantic comedy. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> this is a romantic horror for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, you can't introduce haunted thing okay no you can you know what i've decided you can so they get they push their way through this jungle of junk right in the hold yeah. right it's that the overarching thing is that the ghost is trying to pair this pair up that's yeah. what's happening but the ghost yeah. is they... doing that via hauntings hoping that they'll like you know cling to each other and form a bond <laughs> yes so they they get it, they push through the jungle of junk and they're at the center of this uh, crazy piled up if you think about like um the the hoarder ladies from labyrinth um mm, yeah. there's kind of like weird stacks of junk everywhere yeah. and um uh they you can hear this music this kind of like almost like waltz-esque or like uh tango music or something you know that's, that's playing that's wafting through the thing and they get there and they, they sort of like push through one area and it's like suddenly they're they're lost from each other they they don't know where each other are they've lost each other in the stacks yeah and eventually they push through and they're and they're hearing noises from behind and then they are thrust into an area that's just a a round table and candles on it with a fully set out meal um uh, at which point um, uh, out comes a ghostly a ghostly waiter played by Dave Bill Benson Murray. Phillips. Yay! Oh, Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> He's like, hello, what are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating today on well, this? We're just trying to find out the mystery of the uh, of the plane, to be honest, uh, Mr. Benson Phillips. Oh no! Uh, sit down, please, please, sit down and uh, and uh, have some tasty food. <laughs> he's he's kind of got the air to him that the that the bartender has in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen The Shining, so you know, really? it's it's a it's a fun rom com. Is it? Yeah, it's a fun, <laughs> fun rom com. So they're sat there at this at this meal, and they they re- they start to realise that they they're not going to be allowed out of this place because the the entrances to this 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 r- strange restaurant have disappeared. They're not going to be allowed out of this place until they've sat and and talked and 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 had a meal together. Yeah, and and find out about each other's families, interests, hobbies. Yeah. and and just what what they like to do for fun. Um, 
and um, yeah they start talking about that and and like um they realize that they they kind of have the same very specific eating habit which is like separating all the aspects of the meal out, out outside and then piling them up individually on a, on on a fork and they realize that they've got they're more similar than they thought um mm. uh at which point you know like they when they come to this realization and they finish the meal um they uh have a renewed interest in because all the all the um doors are gone and while they're talking they realize they look up and they realize that they could probably climb the chandelier <laughs> that's hanging from the from the ceiling of the holes <laughs> chandelier yeah on a plane yeah, yeah. and the thing is that I mean, even a, when you're a ghost on a plane tom <laughs> even when you're not in a plane sorry even when you're not in the hold of a plane the ceiling is really low in a plane compared to where you are. Like, it'd be very easy to yeah. reach the chandelier without even really stretching. So they, I, I reckon <laughs> exactly. they'll succeed in climbing onto it. No problem. They realize yeah. it goes up through the floor and they're like, oh, Wait, my Dave, goodness. Dave, uh, Dave, Dave, I wasn't questioning the fact that they'd be able to <laughs> climb up on top of the chandelier. <laughs> because because if I, I was imagining the chandelier being in the hole being quite low down. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that I didn't have a problem with. <laughs> what I had a problem with, clearly, was the chandelier actually being on the plane itself <laughs> um, that's where the problem well, maybe someone one of the people maybe one of the passengers on the plane their luggage is a chandelier and they're like well yeah, the best yeah. way to I can't really put it in a big suitcase I'm just going to attach this to the ceiling of this hold yeah um, make a nice dining setup for the cabin crew yeah so they're like, yeah. well, this we, we, we're directly below the, the the cockpit here. We could climb up through the where the chandelier is kind of setting. Past the shapes. Um, past the shapes, and we could get out of here quick. While the waiter's away, we should we should climb up th- through here. And um, Dave Benson, as, as they're climbing up, they're climbing up through the ceiling. Dave Benson Phillips comes back, right, and he's like. He, he's just they're expecting him to be um, or they don't even see him they just hear him behind them going like good luck <laughs> that's how you'll it... need each other you'll, you'll need to trust each other that's how it uh, is with and... Dave Benson Phillips you never see him coming you just hear him over your shoulder <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like what the hell he, he, he was keeping us there why, why isn't he angry that we're leaving it doesn't matter it doesn't matter they get into the cockpit right <laughs> In the cockpit, they find the skeleton of Dave Benson Phillips. Uh-oh. Oh, what? Right? They find... What? He was the pilot oh. of, this, oh. of this plane. Oh. And um, on, in, in front is, is uh, left a, um, uh, a little note that just says... Uh, oh, thank, thank God for that. Sorry, Dave. No witnesses. <laughs> signed the Phantom. Oh. Oh. Ah, see, I was hoping it would be the instructions of how to fly a plane. <laughs> no, they're going to work that out themselves. And then they turn around, and Brendan Fraser is stood behind them <laughs> with a gun. Yep. And a ghost. It's like, and a, yeah, with a gun and a ghost. <laughs> um, at, which, at which point, um, Brie Larson says to, to Anna Kendrick, I'm sorry you had to see this, but... I've never shown this to anyone before. And she grows massive fangs and fur <laughs> and turns into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you caved. You caved. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gotta keep the gotta keep the investors happy, Tom. Uh, yeah, we've got to we've keep been, the We've been happy. lobbied That's by. That's a joke that will come right round at the end of the show. <laughs> okay, cool. We've been we've been lobbied by big big, big gay werewolf. Oh David, right, sorry. right. Not had enough big gay yeah. werewolf rep on the show so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so uh, so Brie Larson's now a werewolf, and she's chasing Anna Kendrick through uh, <laughs> through through the plane. Because of and course, it's, yeah, it's... like Brie Larson tears Brendan Fraser a new one, right? Because she's a, she 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 turned into a werewolf to stop him. The Benny Hill music plays <laughs> as as they're running from sort of row to row like a Scooby Doo cartoon, <laughs> uh, like row, sort of across the aisle. Yeah. You see Anna Kendrick being chased by a werewolf and Brendan Fraser, and then sometimes Anna Kendrick's uh, well, chasing Bre- Brendan Fraser or the werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Brie Larson is a not comedy as well. Brie Larson is not on Brendan Fraser's side, so this is a a three way yeah. chase, um, yeah. and um, like uh, it all goes a bit mental until suddenly the door on the side of the plane blows open. Like yeah. um, uh, the basically Anna Kendrick is cornered by Brie Larson, the werewolf, and also Brendan Fraser, the Phantom, right. <laughs> Uh, and and the door blows open just next to them, and they get sucked out into the air. Oh, no. Right, both of them. Um, and then uh, like Dave Benson Phillips goes. Uh, Dave Benson Phillips, the ghost, now inhabiting yeah. his own skeleton, <laughs> does a little sal- <laughs> leans around the door and does a little salute at Anna Kendrick. And she says, "What are you doing? You've left. You've left Brie Larson out there to die." <laughs> The plane flies off to heaven. <laughs> and during As this the bit, plane ascends. during this bit, the Dave Benson Phillips skeleton is obviously a puppet being really jankily operated. It's, yeah. He's got a little pilot's hat on. It's yeah. like jerking its arm like that. And and he's like, "What? What? What? You mean? Oh, you wanted me to s- save the werewolf?" And and she's like, "Yes." I love the werewolf. Uh, and, and he's like, all right, then. He does a big loop. Does a big U-turn. And, and goes underneath underneath where they're both uh, falling and catches Free Larson. <laughs> but not the other one. That's a really good pilot. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at this. <laughs> he's in a jumbo jet as yeah. well, doing a full loop in a jumbo yeah, jet. Yeah, the super he's... duper looper. <laughs> that's, that's why he was... That's why he was killed because he was yeah. too good a pilot. They took him out. Big pilot <laughs> yeah. took him yeah. out. <laughs> no witnesses, Dave. No witnesses. That <laughs> uh, they land. Uh, everyone, everyone sort of appears again. That's, that's never really question. And then, and then the, they kiss at the end. Well, at the end, everyone. And Dave Benson Phillips, the skeleton, salutes as he flies off. <laughs> Into the night, and there's sort of like an ETS silhouette across the moon. Yeah, and it and it uh, and it and it just like an ET. There's like a ping at the end, so it's like, was there ever a plane, or was that some <laughs> sort of heaven plane or ghost plane? Yeah. Do they get to the um? Do they get to the trial or nah? Oh well, there's no trial anymore. He's dead. <laughs> Do they get to the trial or nah? <laughs> I forgot there was a trial. That's, to what be the, that's what the judge says. Are we doing a trial or nah? <laughs> and then someone, and then someone says, nah, nah, he's dead. He, he he fell out. He fell seemingly out of the air with no plane nearby. Um, uh, just in the middle of nowhere. He just impacted yeah. the road near in, in the middle of the desert. And the judge goes, all right. 
bangs the gavel. It's nah. <laughs> it's nah. <laughs> it's nah. <laughs> That's uh, that but, that judge played by Will I Am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's uh, a good shout. You make a good judge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was she's rich, I'm poor. We're trapped in a haunted jumbo jet. <laughs> we we hit every single beat there. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No... <laughs> like it's the... probably one of the pictures that diverged the least from yeah. the concept. In the... there's a slight question mark over whether we went into detail about them being trapped on the plane, but you just are on a plane. You're always trapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were unable to yeah. get out yeah. of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was no obvious pilot until <laughs> yeah. until he until finally Dave Benson Phillips's ghost was able to possess his own skeleton. Benson, um, yeah. I, I love the idea of someone listening to this on a plane. Just like I've got to turn this off. This yeah. Is way too anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. If you were. <laughs> What if Dave Benson Phillips' skeleton is unable to f- fix the problems of the of Brendan Fraser on the wing? Yeah. I was about to say it's like that Twilight Zone episode, and that's a completely different Twilight Zone episode to the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> but there we go. That was the. Uh... That was the film. Thank you, Reese Howell, for that title. Uh, remember, if you want to give us a title, go to our social media places that's facebook.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast and twitter at life's a pitch show if you haven't already give us a like give us a follow and give us your titles if you have enjoyed the show um you might want to consider sharing it with your friends uh, you can do that through all the normal means that you would communicate with your friends uh, and we do appreciate it because we don't have any kind of marketing there's no uh, such thing as like uh, a life's a pitch podcast network or anything so we don't have other people to do our work for us it's just us and you uh, and you're like you are literally half or more of our marketing uh, budget. So um, <laughs> you can you need to uh, if you tell you another sp- person, then that is half of the marketing that's ever been done for this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you dare tell another person, yeah. If you're not a coward, you will. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave gets it. Dave understands. Um, <laughs> But if you want to, um, you know, if if either if you aren't a coward, but also you heroism is in your blood. Um, and that's that's uh, and, the only and, people we allow to listen to this podcast, so it probably is. Yeah, um, you might want to help us out monetarily, and uh, to do that, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast, uh, and you can get uh, bonus pitches every single week. You can uh, vote for the poll uh, for the. You can vote for the genre each week on the, on the poll. Uh, they, uh, our patrons, actually decided this week to do romantic comedy, and you could have had a say in that if only you donated one dollar a month to Last Bitch Podcast. You could have put a stop to that. <laughs> you really could. Um, but uh, you know, you get a little bit more uh, of a, of a say in what we do. We we ask you whether we uh, what kind of uh, films you want us to do commentaries on, and then you get to listen to those commentaries um, and and all sorts of stuff. There's loads of things, but most importantly, every week you get your name read out, uh, including all these people. That is Brandon Spanky Mills. Give us some gay werewolf romance, you cowards. 
Oh, we're not cowards anymore. Oh. Nope. <laughs> We've gone and done it. Does anyone find it odd that a dragon targeted whales? Jeremy L. Kayam, Stephen D. Thomas, Fingers to Hand, Mr. Beakfast, a group called Husk Dawn have captured the channel. James Delaney, new scramble, more like old mortgage rates. In today's news, vigilantes have stolen breakfast. Brent Black, I yearn for a simpler time, Mavis. Remember BP Beans? Look, I'm sorry that I prefer to eat out, but it makes me feel like I exist. Holly me. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe it. The serial dragon of Wales has been Tom McGrath all along. <laughs> Joseph Hegarty. Prime Minister, was it worth it? Was it all worth it? S.R. Howell. Newcastle, more like more hassle, Pete. Alex NSFW. Okay, everybody be nice. Carl gets here soon and he's changed somewhat. Nikki. Glenn, if I can't trust you with an airport, you can just run the RAF. Prime Minister, the Queen is here and she's really anger. Eden MW and Prime Minister, we agreed not to talk coronavirus. This universe has enough on. So thank you all for your support. And, um, you know, as you can see, we caved to Big Gay Werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, thank you for coming on the show. That's all right. Hope you've had fun. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you if they want to? Well, I'm uh, Demon Tomato Dave on places such as Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. And I've got podcasts called Sonic the Comic the Podcast, which is a fortnightly look into the world of 1993 and for Sega marketing stuff. We read out the adverts and letters pages of something called Sonic the Comic, which had comics about Sonic the Hedgehog in and other Sega properties like Mark Miller's Streets of Rage and stuff like that. Also, I have another... That's Sonic the Comic the Podcast. My other podcast is called Serious Disney, where we talk about Disney films, but we take them seriously. Those remakes they keep insisting on doing and nobody wants them, we talk about those as if they mattered and we talk about like we properly think about them and we don't just say they're rubbish. We properly think about it so that when we say they're rubbish, you know we mean it. That's me. <laughs> uh, they, they're, both, they're both really good podcasts, uh, folks. If you, if you are listening, if you regularly listen to this podcast and you aren't already subscribed to uh, Sonic the Comic Podcast and Series Disney, I can't recommend them enough. They are regular features in our household. So we end the show as we always do with the Yes Very Clever Award. This is the award we give out to someone who's given us a title based around an existing title. Just had a little bit of fun with it. Um, (laughs) So this week's award goes to Dave Burton, who's given us not one, but two titles. Is that Dave Burton Phillips? uh... (laughs) (laughs) Dave Burton Phillips, yeah. (laughs) This, uh, This week we're giving it to Dave Burton, who's given us not one, but two titles I thought worthy of the award. Oh. Um... They are actually love hashtag northern accents. Um, <laughs> actually love um, and when Harry ate Sally. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see, it's et when Harry ate Sally. You have to you have to pronounce it correctly for the yeah. joke to hit. When Harry ate Sally. <laughs> there you go. Why do, why does not why does Harry the larger of the two simply not eat <laughs> Sally? Uh, well, um, uh, what do we do now? Oh, yeah. We go. <laughs> uh, I've been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Dave Bulmer. Remember who pitched it? <laughs> <laughs>